Hey guys, welcome to the Bagman Podcast, episode number 492. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. We're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being the Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list, the comic books we are looking forward to coming out August 24th. Sounds yeah, good. That's it. You nailed it, bud. 2022. I didn't write it down. That's just... Memory. Oh, you always write it down. That's that's amateur stuff. And then we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. And this week we're bringing back our pub trivia. But this week we're doing things a little bit different uh, to celebrate the Amazon Rings of Power series coming out. All of our questions are going to be tying into the works of J.R.R. Tolkien. What else... Does that entail? We don't know. We just picked this after we wound up recording the last episode. So who knows? Maybe someone's going to come out of left field with something that we wouldn't expect. I don't know. Yeah. You never Maybe. know what you're going to get. Never know. But you do know what you're going to get when you pick up a classic beer from Trogue's Brewery. And, Paul, this is what uh, we refer to as my anniversary beer because we all had this beer uh, at my rehearsal dinner. Yeah, and it comes out once a year, and it comes out a couple weeks before your anniversary. So it just works out well. I know when your anniversary comes up, uh, I can be getting this <laughs> beer, and it's great. Uh, normally, uh, this consumer's near me, uh, the local beer store here, um, always has it. Like, when it's released, it just sits there on the shelf. It's just there for me anytime I want it. Uh, for, the, for the least... Probably up until, like, two weeks from now. I think they'll finally sell out. Uh, and it's just an easy-drinking big boy. 9% alcohol by volume. But it's got that pine richiness, rich, like, more of that piney flavor that I've been hunting for and really wanting and enjoying uh, recently. Instead of that big, like, the juice <clears throat> force, you know, this has that more hop pine cone bitter but it's not too piney or bitter that mm -hmm. you can't just guzzle this beer because i'm like yeah just just sucking it down yeah i'm, I'm uh, almost all the way through it myself and man it's easy drinking it but it does have that little bit of crisp crispness to it instead of being a big juice bomb it's not a it's not a Ju juice bomb juice bomb is it, are you throwing it to me but, you know, because not everybody wants a juice bomb. Unlike, hey, Chris, what are you drinking? Uh, a couple weeks ago on the show, I had the juice bomb from Sloop Brewing. And when I went to my beer store last week, they had the Juicier Bomb, the double New England IPA version of the juice bomb. Juice bomb was 6.5% ABV. This one's 8%. So I was expecting it to be a little bit more heavy duty, but it's definitely not. Like, it's still very drinkable. I think that 8% would sneak up on you if you had like a couple of these in a row but paul and i have been talking for me about like 20 minutes like pre-show yeah. um i'm about like halfway through this and i don't i feel like it's very easy to drink it's not like super super juicy like you can definitely tell it's got a little bit of like that nice hot bitter on it um yeah it's not I it's not as juicy as i expected it, it to be um based off of what i've heard about juice bomb um just to kind of Rewind throwback to when I had the regular version of it. The one that I had was a little bit aged as per 
uh, John's thoughts on it, but it was still a really good IPA. So I figured this would probably be the the updated or more better version of it. But I can't even tell the canned by date on the bottom of it because like the printing's all kind of ran together Smeared on it. And, so yeah. I don't even know how old this one is. Um, but they're both like solid, drinkable New England IPAs. Like no complaints. This is the third one of these I've had because I had one post show last week when we recorded and then I just had another one yesterday because I was like, eh, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to watch some Sandman, but I'm going to drink an IPA. It, nice. It's great. Paul, you were going to say something before, but then I kept talking. I, oh, uh, I'm wondering how it will pair, you know, food pairing wise, just off the top of my head. Let's say you had some, uh, like, M&M's. I don't know if I have uh, an M&M's anymore. Do you, do you think it'll pair well with some uh, melted M&M's? Some maybe if they were filled with a cookie instead of maybe, uh, maybe. I'll I'll maybe. get back to you once uh, <laughs> once we continue on after we after the week in geek. So I can talk yeah. about I can talk about some news for a minute. Still early, guys. Not a lot of big news stories this week. Did nobody die? Normally we start off with people dying. Anne Hache died. Oh. 50, I, 50, 53 I, years old? I feel Something bad like because that. I literally forgot about her until that story <laughs> broke. Because she's... Is she still... Well, not now, but was she still working? Has she been in anything recently? Uh, I don't think so. It's sad. I mean, I, she was definitely under the influence of something uh speeding through a neighborhood and like crashed into a building like probably not a great way to go but plus side i mean she probably wasn't cognizant of what was happening so yeah maybe hopefully she didn't trying to look on the brighter side and and luckily she didn't hurt anybody else while doing it you know it's a it's it's a tragedy loss of life because you everybody has a chance to turn it around you know, until you, you're dead and then you can't turn it around anymore. Like, so the loss of life is horrible. You know, if people are like, well, she wasn't doing anything, you know, she was doing all this. She kind of deserved what she got. I, I don't like that. It's a philosophy because I mean, she actually, she had tomorrow is things. always a new day. Yeah, she had a few things in post-production, but I, I'm just like scrolling through like for the last thing that I would have actually watched and it's nothing. Like, she just... Oh, she did Legend of Korra. She was a voice. Yeah, uh, Suyin Beithong. Oh, she did. Uh, she was in my um, my friend Dahmer playing uh, Joyce Dahmer. She was in Adventure Time. She was Cherry Cream Soda. Adventure Time has so many weird characters that I cannot tell you anything about. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, well, I guess, like, the biggest thing is, like, yeah, she played uh, the metal bender, like, Chief of Police, which I need to mm-hmm. finish Legend of Korra, because I really dug it. I know a lot of people aren't big fans of it, but it's a choice. I will watch it in her honor. There you go. And, Chris, make sure to tune in on all the socials on September 9th at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, the standard real time. Well, let me just get my, my calendar off yeah, the wall get that here. Out. Because mm-hmm. right down, because ooh, look at these firemen! S- s- something is going to happen that's never happened before. 
It's the first ever Disney and Marvel Game Studio Showcase. What? And supposedly, maybe we'll get some Lucasfilm games uh, announced in there as well. Uh, yeah, it's part of the D- D23 Expo. Uh, they're going to do a whole thing. Uh, they're going to actually have this uh, streamed on YouTube and maybe Twitch or both. I'm not sure. And they're going to talk about upcoming games from uh, Star Wars, Pixar, Marvel, and more. So I'm excited because I want to hear more Lucasfilm games get announced because and I now, want more Star Wars games. And not remakes that get shelved or canceled. Um, yeah. I'm assuming we'll probably get something from Fallen Order 2. I'm assuming maybe more stuff about like the mobile game like Midnight Suns, the turn-based... Uh, that's not a mobile game. Well, well that was a mobile it's, game. It's, it's turn-based, so I assumed it was mobile. It might not be. No. I don't know. Um, I don't have a big interest in that one. But is there anything else that they've kind of had rumblings of that we think we're going to That Wolverine game. The Wolverine? Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. It was only announced from Insomniac, and then no release dates been announced so that. far. Wasn't we there a Venom game, too? That was not that I'm aware of. Maybe not. Uh, but there's also Spider-Man Two, yeah, in the works that just got a re- uh, release on PC, so I can actually play it if I buy it. But I'm going to wait for it to go on sale. The sixty bucks for a game is, or seventy bucks for a game is a little much, especially when you're never going to play it because you have so many other yes. games that you've bought. Yes, uh, there was a Resident Evil uh, Humble Bundle that's out right now. You can get all the Resident Evil games for thirty dollars. Oh, like yeah, that's yeah, that's a no-brainer. The, that's it's thirty dollars for all of that. Even if I don't play it, I'm still okay because now it's like, oh, I own all the Resident Evil games. Like, yeah, that's not yeah. Bad. It's the HD remakes of zero two zero one two three, and then the PC port of four five six seven, and then the Revelation games that are in there. But like. I'm like, okay, that's why it's thirty bucks. I would have paid fifty for all those games, but since you're having me take revelations, yeah, twenty bucks have to get knocked off. <laughs> yeah, and then it goes to charity, uh, which is nice. So you guys can look that up. Uh, do, do a search for hum- humble bundle Resident Evil, and it's I think weird. it's still live. It's just weird that the charity that they're donating to is the victims of the Umbrella Corporation. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> Um, also some news coming out, nothing official, like, but, uh, we're going to be getting a new Lord of the Rings games, which is going to tie into our main topic coming out from Weta Workshop and developer Private Division, who worked on the Outer Worlds, like sci-fi space exploration game. Um, but literally nothing announced beyond that. We don't know when this move, uh, movie, when this game takes place, what kind of game it's going to be. The only thing I can hope is it's going to be a sequel to the PlayStation 2 uh, Lord of the Rings, the Third Age action RPG that was a ripoff of Final Fantasy X because I really loved that game. Fingers crossed, guys. Is that- Fingers crossed. Nobody else played that game. It's just me. Literally. It sold one copy <laughs> to me. and I, I played it. a Lord of the Rings game that was great. It was like you played through the movies. Yeah, it was probably Two Towers because that was like the best one of those games where it's like you would switch to like, oh, it's Aragorn at Helm's yeah. Deep. Like, it was from EA. Was really it was good. great. Yeah, those and then were there was like, like the, uh, games. you were, um, I'm going to say Soramon. 
but it's not. Who's who's the guy who, oh. who created the rings? What's his name? Sauron. Sauron. It was him going through the uh, Hobbit village, and you're just destroying all these hobbits. All right, it's officially uh, nine o'clock, just, so I, I'm okay. have to jump out. I'm just going to throw this in there. Uh, so there's only like a couple days left on that humble bundle. I just looked it up from time of recording, which is Tuesday. There's only seven seven days left. Uh, and something else that you should get to is maybe look forward to some more stuff coming out on HBO Max uh, because reportedly Warner Brothers and Discovery are still continuing to go forward with some of their direct to TV stuff spinning out of the DC Comics movie universe with Peacemaker Season 2, the Penguin series starring um, Colin Farrell coming out of the Matt Reeves Batman movie, as well as the Green Lantern show, supposedly um, focusing on Guy Gardner. Uh, kind of surprised about that last one, because Peacemaker... People love that movie. Uh, the other day when we went to the comic book store, Yanni actually grabbed the Eagly Funko Pop that had just come in. <laughs> and there was a moment where she picked it up. I'm just like, you, you like Peacemaker like that much that you want to get the, the Funko Pop? And she's like, yes, yeah, Eagly. She's like, he's the best like CG character that DC's done or something to that. Kind of was like, all right. Um, I loved Peacemaker. Suicide Squad was a lot of fun. I think this is going to be something I'm definitely looking forward to. The Batman. Amazing movie. I don't know if I'm looking forward to the Penguin series as much as something like Peacemaker Season 2. But I'll definitely check it out because I really did enjoy that movie. But like I said, Green Lantern I'm kind of surprised by because it seems like Discovery shelving and canceling so much stuff. I mean... Just look at all the hubbub about the Batgirl cancellation. That them going forward with something like Green Lantern, which is probably going to be an expensive show. I mean, unless they're like really dumbing it down, like it's space cops. Like, so I'm assuming there's going to be a lot of CG for it. And the only thing that I could think is they're going forward with this because it's being showrun by Greg Berlanti from the CW, who. Warner Brothers has worked with four years now, and some of like the best stuff that they've been doing has been spinning out of that Arrow universe, like Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, Flash. Um, while other stuff has been canceled, like Supergirl, um, Black Lightning, they're still going ahead with um, the the Stars and Star Girl. I don't think it's Stars and Stripes. Yeah. I think it's just Star I think it's just Star Girl. Like the next yep. season of that's still coming out. So. I mean, he he knows what he's doing on that TV side of things, at least. So maybe it's not that big of a surprise that they're still kind of going ahead with this, just hoping that this could be the next Arrow or Flash, which we talked about it last week. Flash coming to an end. Nine seasons, though. That's mm-hmm. absolutely crazy. Smallville yeah, had and 11? I think it out... That, that outstated yeah. is welcome, too. Mm. That's all I'm saying. Uh, and I think what um, Arrow only had seven, or yeah, Flash was all round longer than Arrow was. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting is um, the showrunner on that Steve Chris, his name Steve Buscemi, Bucali, Butinelli. 
What's his name? You said it Greg, a whole bunch. Greg Berlanti. That's Greg Berlanti. Um, one of the things that I saw as kind of a rumor was that in one of their meetings, uh, they said that we need to go, we need to take a look at what we're doing in DC, and we need a Kevin Feige put in place. We need some, we need to just follow their model. And I think we'll have success because we've had too many people saying what everything should be. We need one person put in place and one person to oversee and run it all. And the name being tossed around and it's is Greg Berlanti. Like, and when you said that, I, when I said that to you, you're like, oh, yeah, like he's Arrow. He's doing Green Lantern. Like, it makes sense that you would have that guy. And it's like, yeah. And I think they tried. I think they tried doing that with Jeff Johns, but I don't know if Jeff Johns was there there to oversee it all, where that was his only job. And then I think they still had studios and executives tearing everything apart. Mm. I, I think Jeff Johns was there as like the the comic book guy, where it was like, "Hey, so what happens in this story? Like, what are the, those key notes that we need to hit? Like, what should we be kind of doing?" But they didn't have someone overseeing everything. It was almost like a like advisor. Um, but I, I do think we've talked about it before. DC definitely needs someone to be in that role, but. 12 years after all of this has started, is it too late for them to be to be trying to fill that role now? Like, can they write that ship? Can they put everything back on course, like, this far in? Or do they just need to hit that reboot button and then start fresh going forward from here? Yeah. I, I, I think I think it's just a I think it's kind of like what they did with the comics is flush away everything that's not working. And if people want to stick around, Jason Momoa, Aquaman, number two is coming out. If that performs, they'll probably do uh, Aquaman three. I know they're talking about doing a Wonder Woman three as well. Like for the most part, those have somewhat performed, but like flash, like, they're either talking about Ezra Miller has to get his act together, turn everything around, do the public apologies, do rehab, do all that. Which he actually did today. Like he came out and was like, "Hey, sorry, I'm not I'm yeah. not good, guys." Uh, so if he does that, then we probably still can put this movie out if there's some type of turnaround. Uh, we might be able to put this out if he just goes away and doesn't do anything and he doesn't need to say anything but he's not going to appear anywhere we're not going to mention Ezra Miller or we'll just can <laughs> the whole thing. Right off. and that's that's just that's a huge movie that they're just like I don't know is it supposed to come mm-hmm. out in November <laughs> like they they ended up pushing it back a year but it was supposed to come out like this <laughs> this year so I think it's just one of those things that they just might just reset every almost everything back to zero 
and make everything. I don't need. We got a bad Justice League movie. I don't need a Justice League movie. Just give me a good Superman story. Give me a good Flash story. A good Green Lantern TV series. Like, I want to see my characters in live action with good stories and good actors, directors, all that behind it. Well, I might have some news that could, you know, put some of those concerns to rest. Um, it was announced last week, and I had this for the news segment, but I forgot to bring it up. Um, they're actually going to be retitling the Pennyworth show for season three. Um, you know, they're trying to right those wrongs for you, John, uh, because Pennyworth is now going to be known as Pennyworth, the origin of Batman's butler. Do you feel, do you feel better about things now? I bet. No, that definitely makes it feel like it's a it's definitely tied into a unified universe and storytelling collective. That just makes sense to me. So what's what's wrong? What's wrong with that name? Right? I don't know. Why didn't they call it Gotham, uh, the city before <laughs> Batman? Hmm. Mm. Gotham, the city where Batman lives, but not yet because he's still a little kid. So just wait. Hmm. That might be too long. I, I still like, but unless you know I, what I that show is going to be, my title, which was the Butler: Colin Pennyworth, the Origins of Batman. Also, that that would look good on a T-shirt. <laughs> just hand it out as a wrap gift because nobody would buy it. But you know, they would give them out to like the the union workers that were like. Building up sets. Or just... Well, last news, last news story I got, guys. Um, is, this, something important. is this the surprise news? Yeah, this is the surprise one because, you know, we we care about our listeners and people that aren't, even aren't listening. Um, we want you all to be safe. So I think it's important that we do note that there has been a massive recall of the beverage Capri Sun. Luckily, this is only affecting the wild cherry flavor due to cross-contamination um, where they believe some of the packets have been infused with like a cleaning solution. Um, so if you have any of the wild cherry, you can find more information about this online. Um, like packaged on a certain date, certain batch number, um, those are recalled. Uh, the only reason they did find out about this, though, is because a bunch of kids that had drank it actually melted into silver puddles uh, and then started zipping through San Diego streets. So if your child has melted into a puddle, um, you you may be eligible for compensation from Kraft Foods. But my my daughter's Allie Mack. What? Yeah, yeah. Was yeah. the girl Alex the Nickelodeon show? Alex Mack. Alex Mack. Mm. Mm. Too old. Mm. That's okay. But yeah, I just wanted to make that kids, that kids melting into puddles jokes. That's the only reason why I brought that up, guys. Hey, we got beers. We're drinking them. Safer, safer than Capri Sun at this point. I don't know if mine is. It's delicious, John. This is Left Hand Brewery's Pumpkin Spice Latte Nitro. Pumpkin with spices and coffee added. Oh, John, you're not going to be able to sleep tonight. I'm sorry, bud. Uh, this... And this set tastes like a like a chai latte with pumpkin. This is mid palate. It is so potpourri spice. I, I don't yuck. get potpourri spice yuck. I get I get spicy yum. It's del- It's like cinnamon, clove, pumpkin, 
yes, please give me some more. And yeah, it sounds good. I was I was looking for this at my beer store, and they didn't have it, sadly, because I generally like a lot of left-hand stuff, and I, I generally like a lot of pumpkin beers. So, And I'm going to upset John with this. I like a lot of the chai beers and that it's a little peppery, too. too. Like a little ginger peppery. Mmm. Mmm. Good. Don't like it at all. Oh, man. I give it all to hey, you. Hey, bring it over. <laughs> when we hang out on Saturday, I will gladly like, take some more. Oh, okay, I just well, have the one can. I will finish my one can and not offer you the two other cans that I have in the basement. Good, because you don't want them. Chris. I know no, you don't, don't want, want them. <laughs> I'm going to drink them. The way you said it. You, you, still, you were like, you don't want you don't, them? You don't want them. No. Chris, what are you drinking, bud? Uh, something I always want is a pumpkin beer. And it's the best time of the year, guys. Best time of year for this beer because I'm drinking the Southern Tier Pumpkin. It's their Imperial Pumpkin Ale sitting at an 8.6 ABV. I picked up a four-pack of this last week just because I saw it was available at my beer store. And I was like, this is... This is going to be just for me. I don't need to talk about this on the show. But then when you guys said you were doing pumpkin beers, I was like, fine, I guess I'll buy more of it. Um, you can't see this because we are an audio podcast. I'm wearing my Southern Tier Brewing pumpkin mm-hmm. hat that John gave to me. John, thank it's you. This is one of my favorite hats to wear this time of year because... But you're not my... wearing your Southern Tier shirt that I gave I'm you. N- I'm not. I'm not. But I'm, I'm wearing like a fall like mm-hmm. themed flannel with it because you know it's like the orange and like the yellow they yeah. they go didn't want to didn't want to go all out Paul. it like, is not yeah paul he didn't he didn't want to go all out that's right. when it, you it think going all out it came out paul. paul i understand but uh yeah it happens i feel like i need to defend myself to paul more than <laughs> you john but they say on the bottle it's pumpkin pie in a glass and it it is it hits all of those pumpkin spice notes that you would want this is the perfect pumpkin pie beer. Like, I love it so, so much. I'm glad that they've stuck to their guns with putting this out seasonally, and they've experimented with doing other pumpkin stuff. I was trying to find the Nitro Pumpkin. Not down here yet. I did grab Warlock, which I might be drinking a little well, bit later. We'll I think see. they release Warlock and Pumpkin together, and then the additional flavors comes out later. In the season, correct? Yeah. Because Rum King has its yep. own release party down at the brewery. Are they doing Rum King this they year? Because I would. They haven't done Rum oh. King in a couple of years. Well, back in the day when I, I was cool, time I go to the and I would go to the Rum King release party, which I did like two times. <laughs> it was a fun event. Uh, next time I go to the beer store, I'm going to be getting the Elysian. Pumpkin yeah. patch because they have that at the beer store too. The variety I didn't pack. want to get it today, yeah, just because I was buying like the two four packs of this, and then I I'm out of whiskey, so I got a, a bottle of like Tullamardu. So I was like, yeah, I'm spending enough. Can I also ask two questions? Uh, one down there in uh, Florida, do they does anybody actually recognize that symbol or that icon of pumpkin being a pumpkin beer or but you know, honestly, here in Buffalo, and we're we're like the that's where Southern Tier is local, kind of quote unquote. I don't know how many people would be like, "Oh yeah, Pumpkin, love that dude." Like, does anybody get it down there? Is it? Um, 
It hasn't happened yet. I've had someone tell me they like my hat because like the, uh-huh. the pumpkin guy on it, but it's not. I okay. don't know. So, okay, hasn't happened yet. I I will wear this hat more. And I do I like John to had to strip to show off that he was wearing a. You guys are like switching roles because John's wearing a ten ten brewery shirt <laughs> that's down in Orlando, and you're wearing a hat that's here here at Buffalo. I was just getting warm. I was wearing and, a shirt over this. Oh, uh, you know, you grew up basically drinking pumpkin. Like that's that's one of our starter beers. Like it's oh yeah. What does what does your girlfriend think about pumpkin? Has she had it? What what's What's what is she the rating? Because because what, what do you think of pumpkin? It's good. What's the rating? There is nostalgia built in for us. I think. I think she's there is a bunch of nostalgia again. that. I can't reach. It is a pumpkin beer that all pumpkin beers are rated off of for us versus somebody that would have had other pumpkin beers first. Yeah. She's she just took a sip. She's either watching so something or a thinking. New a new palette. <laughs> come, come here, an, come here. An come unadulterated palette, perhaps. You know, uh, it might it so, might make sense. Sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold my head. No, come here. That's yeah, fine. Oh, she's she's being very she's being very coy. Well, yeah. She said no. So being, what do you say? It's at two plus. She says it's a two plus. <laughs> so on the bottle, it says it's. Pumpkin pie in the glass. How do you feel about that? That blurb. That that line. Uh, I don't disagree. She doesn't disagree. But I think I've had better pumpkin pie. She's had better mm. pumpkin pie beers, though. What What do you think is a better pumpkin pie beer? I can't think of any the top of my head. She can't think of okay. any off the top See, of her head. See, and that I think that's a nostalgia playing <laughs> with us, where when we think of a pumpkin pie beer, we're going to think pumpkin first. And it it could be that nostalgia, but it's the same thing. I mean, if I think Christmas beers, Great I'm Lakes. automatically yeah. going to the Great Lakes Christmas. Like, it's just that's what I want from a Christmas beer. And there's nothing wrong with something like uh, like Mad Elf. Like, yeah, that's that's delicious too. But something about Great that's Lakes Christmas, Christmas in a glass like, for me. yeah, that's that's Christmas. Oh wait, there's a. There's a 2x Christmas? Oh, that's even more Christmas. That's two Christmases because I come from a broken family. Like, hell yeah. There's something about Christmas time. Something about Christmas time that makes me want Christmas every day. Something about Wednesdays that makes me want Jeez, comics, we're not even though. through the list. <laughs> we took we, a pause. Well, we recorded another yeah, podcast. We recorded, we recorded another podcast. Well, you had We were out working. Well, I look I look forward to that, much like I look forward to the books coming out this week, August twenty fourth, twenty twenty two. In the list, John. Uh, there's got to be a comic book you're looking forward really to, right? Out and nothing new that I haven't spoken of uh, before. Uh, so I'm going back to uh, Seven to Eternity Volume Two. We read that first volume. We all really liked it. And um, I would not mind continuing on in um, that that universe and pick up volume two. Check it out. Okay, I I have to ask seven two eternity. This is the one where the people like they all have some magic, but oh, they only have magic if they swear allegiance to like a, the king. 
No, there's it, a guy who's it, coming. There's a magic guy that's coming and trying to take over all the worlds and make them all his own. And then there's a fraction of people who. And there's yeah, different like the one guy had guns, a magic gun, right? and then there were other people who were like okay. either magic or had special abilities. Um, it's been a minute. It's been a while. But yeah. So this isn't the one where they they actually do get the king. The, they have him and then they lose him at the end of the fir- that first volume, I yeah. think. Or no, they don't lose him, but he he tells somebody a secret and as soon as he tells somebody a secret, like then they're Yeah. Okay. I think I think I know which book you're talking about. No, I think This is Jonathan Hickman, Hickman, right? I don't know. You're picking the book, Joe. Huh. I didn't I, I don't remember, but I remember liking it, but I don't remember anything about it. Oh, I just want to... While, while John's looking that up, Paul, uh, what book I'm you picking, picking up? up from uh, Dan Slott. This is his final issue of this series. That's right. He's bringing his four-year run on the Fantastic Four to a close with Fantastic Four number 46. That's it. It's all over. Uh, he's wrapping it up here. Uh, he couldn't like do it at forty four or like forty eight. Like a no, multiple because he also had book? to do. He needed finishing finish reckoning war. So Rick Remender six. Mm, okay, well, it makes sense. Big science kind of thing. Rick Remender. Um, yeah, and this is uh, his last issue on the Fantastic Four, which is. Uh, Spoilers is a quiz that I was going to do, and then when Chris entered the show saying, hey, it's Lord of the Rings-themed, and I'm like, oh, right, we did talk about it being Lord of the Rings-themed. I had to then quickly, while recording, come up with a quick Lord of the Rings quiz. So get ready for that. So it's going to be all Fantastic Four questions. (laughs) But it's going to tie into Lord no, of the Rings. I was going somehow. to gotcha. do uh, a quiz all about uh, creators and their long runs. So, but, mm. How do you yeah, tell if somebody's okay. got long lungs? Long runs. Oh, runs. Uh, I thought you said lungs. If they have... <laughs> That's what I said. Booty traps. Chris, what are you picking up this week? Uh, um... Before I talk about my book, have they announced who's coming on to Fantastic Four after he's gone? I mean, they got they a one shot, which is a, so. a uh, Judgment Day tie-in, but it's not really a Judgment Day tie-in. It's basically going to be Die Hard at the Baxter Building with uh, in the Invisible Woman, like Kicking Ass, which seems like a great book. That's that's, that's, that's that actually sounds really by, cool. Uh, David propose, uh, and then. Ad break for some reason. Oh, David Popose is taking over with another t- Judgment Day l- or I'll tie in. So I don't know if there's just these Judgment Day tie ins that are happening after this until the new creative team. It's like, yep. Like a gap fill. But the, but this two issue series of, uh, are the, um, uh, I guess it's not just a one shot. It's going to be at least two issues of Invisible Woman being uh, being diehard. So, but Chris, 
other than Fantastic Four Die Hard, what are you looking forward to? Uh, I've really been loving my time spent in the Magic the Gathering universe, whether it's playing the game, buying cards, even though we don't play physical magic, there's still that thrill, that rush of like buying some packs and opening them up and seeing what you get. Uh, but I get to fulfill that adrenaline rush weekly, or at least monthly, with buying the Magic the Gathering comic book coming out from Boom Studios. And this week we're actually getting a one-shot starring... A Johnny Goldman, who's one of the planeswalkers of Magic the Gathering. Um, he's a giant cat guy, and you guys may know him from playing Magic, or yeah. my icon on Skype is actually a Johnny Goldman because I love me some cats, I love me some Magic, so of course I'm going to gravitate towards the cat planeswalker because I'm just that kind of trash. Um, but a Johnny Goldman, number one, coming out from Boom Studios, written by Seanan McGuire. There's no artist listed on uh, League of Comic Geeks, so I'm not sure who's doing the pencils for this, but it is an oversized one-shot, uh, priced at $8.99. And there have been some rumblings and some leaks that are coming out from uh, the new set coming out for Magic the Gathering, Dominaria and United, where Johnny is actually going to be falling to the big Ooh. bads of the Magic universe, the Phyrexians, where he's going to be one of the second Planeswalkers to be completed. And the Phyrexians are basically interplanar zombies, where their only want desire is to complete living organisms, making them kind of like weird Borgs? biomech. Like the, the, Borg, the Borg or much. what was the next just, man? Uh, Warlock is one. Oh, the sh- not the share, the, the tech, the you know, and cable. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called. The techno, yeah, the techno virus thing. Yeah, uh, the Phyrexians want to just spread their disease through the multiverse, but they haven't been able to cross planes. Um, and one of their goals has been to actually corrupt a planeswalker to have the ability to jump between plane to plane, and they've recently acquired that technology. In the last Magic the Gathering set, uh, Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. And now Planeswalkers are going to be falling. And just from a card game lore standpoint, I really like that. And it's always kind of sad and hard to see like one of your favorite characters mm-hmm. you know, fall to something. You know, Han Solo dialing to Kylo Ren. Spoilers! That kind of thing. I know, it came out like two, three years ago <laughs> now. Um, but I'm looking forward to this. Who knows what's going to be actually coming because the comics don't seem to be strictly adhering to like the card game lore, which you think is like divine edict. Uh, but at least I get to see some of my my big white lion boy doing some some good because he's a white planeswalker, so you know he's he's just out there fighting the good fight. That's my book. It's I right. won't make you guys. I'm not going to tap it's my wallet for that. <laughs> it, costs, it costs eight ninety nine <laughs> white mana. Green, I, uh, Chris, it's, it's, I live it's oversized. It's green mana here. <laughs> I got them greenbacks. Got, got them greenbacks. <laughs> but you know what else you got? A dramatic reading. And now a dramatic reading from Orcs number one, page twenty seven, panel one. 
A massive bloody coup overthrew the former monarchy. They're ruled by the general that saw to the old king's beheading. By her law, interlopers and trespassers are exterminated with extreme prejudice. And that was a dramatic reading from Orcs, number one, page 27, panel one. So, John, what is this book, Orcs? Because I did. was this something you had picked for, like, the Week in Geek that we missed? Because I, I don't remember hearing I had, about this. I, I, I think we had talked about buying it for, I had talked about buying it for the list. And I picked up issue one and I never got around to reading it. The list. Why did I call it the Week in Geek? Oh my gosh, yeah. sorry. Um, and then I read it like months later, and I was like, "Oh, this is really fun." It's kind of like an anthology book with orcs telling stories, and you had like two or three different stories in one issue. It was a lot of fun. Um, it was something that I, I after the fact, was like, "Well, I need to just pick up the trades of this because it's." A lot of fun. It's like Rat Queens, but all the characters are like hmm. orcs. Yeah, nice. they're orc queens. That's, that's kind of fun. They're, they're orc, orc queens. queens. But guys, that's going to head us into our main topic. Like I said up at the front of the show, this is our pub trivia where we all curated a select bunch of questions. Some of us did it beforehand. Uh, some of us did it while we were recording the episode because they forgot. Um, but this is all themed after J.R.R. Tolkien. And some of his works, maybe, question mark, we'll see what happens because I don't know how everybody interpreted that. But I have a spinner oh, app on my first. phone. I'm going to hit, I'm going to hit spin to see who goes first. I hope it's fall. Um, so this is completely random. We don't know who it's going to actually be. Um, remember, we have questions that are ready to go. We'll decide our points and scoring and how things go. Again, points, it doesn't matter. Like Someone might win, but we're all just in this to have fun. Yes! But who goes first? <laughs> That's is right. Paul. Hey, guys, I don't know if you know this, but uh, J.R.R. Tolkien was a little bit of a linguist. Just a little bit. He he actually created the uh, the language of Elvish and the, the black the black speech of Mordor or whatever Mordor. Uh, but did you know his works has been translated into a number of different languages? Now, uh, how do we want to do this? Do you guys want to go back and forth? Sure. Okay. Right. Yeah. I feel like back and forth is kind of like the fairest so, way to do it. So, uh, you guys kind of get the intro. Do you guys want to say who wants to go first on this one? Do you guys got kind of got a feel of what I'm going to ask? Are you going to say like Elvish in another language and then we have to figure out what the word is? No. Then no, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> you'll take it. I'm fine. I'll go first. You go first. I'll go first, yeah. How many different languages has the Lord of the Rings been translated into? I'll give you a point if you're within five. Okay. How many different translations? I will say 120. You get zero points, 87 translations. 87. Okay. 
Oh, I'm only off by it. 50. It's fine. Should we have a chance it's to fine. steal? No. <laughs> okay. I'm just... I think I think if, it, if I get it wrong and it goes to you, that's your oh, chance okay. to steal it. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Uh, not on the first one. Uh, John, this one's easier. Hi, I'm John. How many rings of power were there? Uh... This is Lord of the Rings by the numbers, by the way. I'm just doing... there. Every answer is going to be a number. Should have said that out front. Was there only really... Was... I'm going to... Of actual power, it'd be four, right? How do you get to four? Because well, the, the, el- the, the rings that were given to the elves had powers to them. The elves created their three rings by themselves without Sauron knowing. So, no. I thought there was... Because when they do the whole thing, seven to the men... Uh-huh, so it's more than four. Well, yeah, but those weren't, wing, those weren't <laughs> rings of power, though. Th- those are, they, are, are they rings those of are power? considered to be so rings you of keep power. So keep going with your logic, then. Well, I'll let you answer. Uh, I don't know. You give it, I'm not going to add them all. There's a number. I had... Just say a number. 12. No. So do you still want Chris to be able to steal, or...? I don't give a fuck. Okay. Chris, go ahead. Um, oh, how he gets to steal so, that one. I didn't get to steal the first time. It was like, oh, John, you're a big, dumb idiot. You want to steal? The next question's your time to steal. And now you're just going to give it to him? I don't think so. Next question goes to Chris. Okay. You don't shit on me the first the front, round, like, and then second we're round, doing you're a like, turn, oh, so. let's give it to Chris. <laughs> now, there's that when I get it wrong, it goes to you. Like, that's your chance. I'm, you got it wrong, though. I'm pretty. I just asked you, John, whether or not you cared if Chris stole, and he said, I don't give oh, a fuck. he's drinking yeah, that beer so I, I angry. I see if the same rules applied to me that they applied to Chris, and I guess not. Because you're all fair, like, no, 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 we won't do that. Yeah, that and then John gets his wrong, he's like, oh, let's give it to Oh, he's going to spill his beer all over his pants. (laughs) And my shirt. So this won't count for a point then, but is it 18? No. 17. Getting colder. It's uh, 19 plus the one ring that controls them all. Oh, okay. Because I was thinking, so the one ring, then nine to men, three to the elves. I don't remember how many went to the doors. Nine to... I, th- I thought it was nine like four or five. Seven went to dwarves. Okay. And then the three, you know, that were created by the elves that John got right. You know, so half point to John. Let's give John a half point. I don't need, I don't need a charity. <laughs> I'm not giving you a charity. I'm just saying half point to John. Half point. Mark it down. <laughs> John, you're winning the game. <laughs> It's 20, plus, so 19 in total, plus the one ring to rule them all, so 20. Okay, Chris. In the land of Mordor, where the shadows right, lie. Sorry. I feel like if, when you start talking rings, you How know, old was Aragorn, Aragorn, Strider, during the Fellowship of the Rings? Oh, my God. 98. John, do you want to steal? 137. You guys are both wrong. 87. 87. John, to you. Yes. We love the movie. 
the movies are great. Like, come on, I'm not going to read the books again and again, but I will put on the movies again and again. How many days of filming for the Lord of the Rings, Peter Jackson film? How many days of filming? For all th- yeah, because for they, all, all, all they three. filmed them all three at once. As we all know, how many days of filming? I want to say 237. Mm-hmm. Chris, how many do you say? Am I, I, I allowed no to answer I don't care. This? I don't know. John, where we John, I asked John at first, and he said he didn't give a fuck. So, and then all of a sudden, because I wanted to see if the rules still applied to me like they did Chris. I'm gonna say 600. Uh, you guys are both wrong. 438. <laughs> if you guys were close, between, it's right between both of our answers, yeah, Chris. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. You were close. All right, Chris. How many Nazgul were there? Ooh. Oh, there were there were nine because it was derived from the rings given. Very good, Chris. You got one point. We're scoring <laughs> one point beats half a point. <laughs> Throw a real softball question at him, John. Uh, how old was Bilbo during the celebration at the beginning of the Fellowship of the Rings? His what birthday were they celebrating? Wasn't it his hundred and eleventh? 11th? Yes, it was his 111th birthday. Oh, the softball question's going to draw. Now he's got a point and a half. We know who that is. <laughs> Chris, what day did that birthday celebration, also Frodo's birthday, by the way, did that happen? Which date? This isn't a number, but it... Well, oh, the date. I, we date? said day. I was like, uh, a Tuesday. Um, so it is a number. The 13th. Can, can you give me a month and a day? <laughs> December 13th. That's, the that's Taylor Swift's birthday. I like where you had this at, but no. Yeah. Wait, is that 13th right? is Taylor Swift's birthday. Everybody knows that. You could have just lied. I would not have done uh, that. I'm going to say April 17th. Mm, mm. No, September twenty second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when he did that, I was like, "Oh, maybe he got the month right." Days wrong. No, I was taking well, a sip of my beer, well, and I was just no, all wrong. It. I'm sorry. September. So, what was it? Twenty second. September twenty second. So just mark that down on the calendar. Perfect day to yeah. celebrate Lord of the Rings. Eleven days after nine eleven. So, John, <laughs> this is to you. Never, you'll never How many forget numbers it. Were there in the fellowship oh, of the ring? Let's see. So there was mm. hobbits. That's four. Gandalf. Five. Aragorn. Legolas. Uh, the dwarf. Uh, I'm going to say nine. There were nine members of the fellowship of the ring. John taking a commanding lead with two. That's a softball question. Uh. There's only two questions left, so it's going to be tough for Chris to pull back. He needs to get to these all right. Uh, what age of man is does the Lord of the Rings take place? Which age of man? It is the, the third, third age. age. 
Congratulations, Chris. I was trying to throw trying to throw two and a half points. Two and a half points. He was just, I, you were just holding up fingers. I was like, what's he doing? Well, I, I mentioned it in the beginning of the, the podcast, too, because I'm looking forward to a re- well, sequel to... This Lord is my last 30s. question, guys. Sorry that it was all thrown together. I hope you had fun. But uh, it all I, I has did, to come. I did my, it all I has did my to come. That's always fun. We just, we just like doing this. I hope, I hope it all comes together here. Uh, how old was Frodo during his celebration? When Bilbo was turning 111, how old was Frodo turning? And you know what? This is, is for, this John. for John. You guys want to give me? Do you guys want? Okay, to, uh, I think I, you, for I, I one think point, I know. Do you it. want the five five year no thing, no. or do you want just on the dot or, dot or nothing? Okay, I'm going right, to say go ahead, John. What? Twenty-four. Mm, Twenty-four. That is incorrect. It's 35. That is incorrect. It's 33. Oh, what? Because 111, oh. 33. And uh, apparently, it takes... Why, why do you say, like, oh, you know, 111, because 33? Appa- and then you kind of gave me shit because when I was Tolkien like, oh, Tolkien liked, Dance Tolkien liked gotta... repeating numbers. That's why. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm not trying to give you shit, but... That's a trick. John John also likes repeating numbers. That's why he always uses the number it's one under five, six. Five, 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 Some guy five, told five, us that at the bowling alley, and I was like, "This guy is hilarious." <laughs> and I always use five 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 five. Also 30, 32. Uh, Bilbo, it apparently takes 17 years between the time he gets to the ring and actually travels there to Mordor and back. So he returns back to the uh, Shire at age of 50. Woof. And that's... That's not, that's that not, not a repeating number. number. That's why I did not Fucked include up Tolkien. in the trivia. But because I also figured out, uh, I got 10 questions. I'm good. I'm out. Thank you very much. That's Lord of the Rings by the but numbers, hey, guys. Did he have fun? Hey, you pulled it to, you pulled it together like in three <laughs> minutes after we introduced the show, so good job. Like, yeah, it's the whole thing about this. It's to have fun. Yes, someone will win. Someone will lose. So right now the, the standings stand at Chris at two, John at two and a half. Hey! <laughs> So there we go. Oh, man. I am on fire. (laughs) Oh, Paul got I beat you by half a point. (laughs) That half a point. I figure since I spilled like half my beer on myself, I'm just going to have another one. You opening up the Warlock? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> What's my head? Do you, have you no. had a warlock yet this year? It's smokier than I remember. I don't know if it's just this batch, but yeah, they made it sweet. I remember it being a lot more balanced before, but like what I was able to drink from that first one, it was just like a lot of smoke on the front. Uh, yeah. I haven't had it. I haven't had it in a couple of years. I think last year the only reason I had pumpkin is we oh. were out. It was on tap when I was um, 
taking my mom out for her birthday, and I was like, "Yeah, give me. I'll take a, I'll take a pumpkin. It'll be my one for the year. I usually only have one a I year. Don't... I, I haven't so been. I don't, I don't get that mentality. I don't know mood. But half of it is when you go into the beer store, you're like. Oh, look at all these pumpkin beers. When I work in the beer store, I'm like, oh, fuck, another pumpkin beer. I got to find room on the shelf for this. Mm. So what is the worst selling pumpkin beer that you bring in? Like, what's the one that, like, you bring in, you put it on the shelf because, like, it's pumpkin. It's from this brewery. People should buy it. But then they're like, no, um, we don't want that. I'd say probably Ithaca's. Okay. I brought it in. I brought it in. I don't, I I don't remember it. We just redid it not too long ago. Because when yeah. Kate and I went to our, during our anniversary, we tried it. It's a pumpkin chai. Isn't it? Um, that might have been something different they had at the brewery. They have a pumpkin and, yeah, they had a chai. I think they had a pumpkin and a pumpkin chai. Diamond. Yeah, we just have their pumpkin one. Mm-hmm. Um, and anything from Ithaca doesn't really sell. Yeah. For the most part, like, the big sellers are going to be your your southern tier um, pumpkin head. Yeah, I was going to say shipyard probably. Dogfish, Dogfish does okay, but we also don't get a okay. ton of it anymore. Like, we basically, it's allocated, oh, we're going to give you eight cases. When those eight cases are gone, you're done. Like, it's gone. Um, Post Road from Brooklyn does really well. Um, I just took a sip of Warlock and be like, I don't know what John doesn't like about this beer. Thinking it was the last beer. <laughs> Um, yeah usually the pumpkin beers no matter what usually sell but we had that one year where there were everybody put out pumpkin beers and because there were so many and they all sat too long that like half the breweries more than half the breweries just stopped doing them they're like oh we had so much come back to us we're not going to bother doing it because a lot of times you have certain seasonals have certain deals where breweries have to buy back the beer if they don't sell. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> that happened, and most breweries just stopped making them. And like the one year, I think there was three pumpkin beers, and it was you know obviously the uh, Warlock and Pumpkin, and I think Rum King was still mm-hmm. around. But like everybody else who did one did them just dropped off the face of the earth. I don't mind that because I do feel like some of these seasonals should be like, I go to the brewery and it's there. And that's the only time I can get it. It should be that special of a release versus like it being mass produced and like getting out to like. Yeah. Orlando. To Orlando. Say it. Say it. Yeah. Say it. I don't expect Um, to get. No, I. I'm glad that it's there because, again, like, I don't go to my local breweries and get pumpkin beers. Like, it's not a thing that they do. So I'm always thankful that it's like, yeah, it's, it's fall. I can get the Elysian pumpkin pack. Like, I can get my, my pumpkin. Like, they'll have the, the pumpkin from 
Dogfish Head. Like, I like that it's all available to me because it's not a thing that's just here. Um, Tampa Bay Brewing Company does Gorge Gone Wild, which is pretty good. I had that, I think, two years ago for the show. And then I had one, like, somewhere just because it's like, ah, it's a pumpkin beer. I I get it that every brewery is doing it, but like it's I, for how big Halloween is down here with the theme parks, I'm surprised it's not more prevalent. I guess right. You should teach uh, you should teach all the bars around here to cinnamon and sugar rim the glasses for their pumpkin beers. Ooh. <laughs> I was going to say, we should, do we want to like just keep all that yeah, in as we get to our, our next, next we'll go right to our, our next, next beers? Because oh. <clears throat> my next beer is, I think, Paul's next beer too. And I had one of these, and then I spilled it on myself, <laughs> as John <laughs> pointed out, because um, I missed my desk when I was putting it down. Uh, and this is Southern Tier Brewing Company's Warlock, and this is their Imperial Pumpkin Stout, also eight point six ABV. And when I took my first sip from my first bottle of this, I was really hit in the face with the smokiness from it that I don't remember in previous years. And it could be because I only pick up maybe like a four-pack of Warlock, but I'm more going back to pumpkin because I like that big pumpkin, pumpkin spice flavor. And Warlock is a stout with that pumpkin flavor. I kind of gravitate more towards pumpkin than the warlock, so maybe my palate's just not aware of what. To I remember back from in the warlock. day, every year we would flip flop which one we liked more. <laughs> one year we'd be like, you know what, warlock's the best this year, and then the next year we'd be like, pumpkin is so much better, and it just felt like it would go back and forth. We both we liked both of them, but we would constantly flip flop of which one we preferred that year. Because <clears throat> now that I'm like, I drank half this one, so I'm going to say like a bottle in after spilling the first one. It's not as mm-hmm. smoke prevalent. Like I'm getting that pumpkin taste with that stout. And I'm enjoying it a lot more because the first sip I took from that first bottle, like I was like, oh, this is all just stout. And then I drank it again. I'm like, no, it's all just stout. And then like, oh, smattering of pumpkin on the back. Maybe I'm just more acclimated to it now, but now this is that perfect yeah. balance. Maybe weird bottle. This one's better. Paul, going, going in fresh. fresh. This is 8.6% alcohol by volume because it's an imperial. But yeah, I get a big yam flavor right up front. And then that rich, malty smokiness that you're talking about, Chris, is lingers on the back end. But that mid palate is all the spices that you want. That clove, that cinnamon. That helps with that dark, rich flavor. You know, those dark, rich spices. Um, I do have to say that, hey, Southern Tier, thanks for listening. Uh, they have a Best Buy instead of uh, a brewed on or bottled on now. So, it, and it actually puts it right in there. Two years. You got two years. And that's the science we did. I I got until 7 20, yeah, I got until 6 17 2024. Uh, because we did the science. Oh, I'm going to sit on this. And then when you're done with that, I'm like, mm, no, still. We did good. the science back in the day on the podcast of like opening up the pumpkins. Yeah, we did a vertical 
Yeah, we did a bunch. Realize that two years is peak. Like two years. That's when you want to drink it. Like don't let it go past two years. You know, a year up to two years. That's when you want to drink your pumpkins if you're going to age them in the basement. Um, If you have a basement, if you're lucky enough to have a climate controlled kind of area. So happy with that. And I am happy with the shoes Warlock. I'm happy that I picked up a four pack. I got three more of these. It's rich. It's dark. It's got a little bit of a smoky, you know, dark notes on the back end. But that yam flavor is right up front, followed by the spice. John, you can't beat this beer. Why are you even trying? Do you even want to talk about your beer? Yeah. (laughs) I, John, I knew it was a long shot, but I searched for your beer, like, around here, just hoping I would Uh, find it. Yeah, the only way his beer could be better if it's, like, a black IPA. Um I had already bought my beer for the show, and then Chris was like, hey, uh, I got some pumpkin and warlock, and Paul was like, yeah, I can do that, and I was like, I've already spent my beer money for the week, boys, I can't do it again, uh, but I'm having from Allagash Brewery their Haunted House Hoppy Dark Ale. This is 6.66% uh, ABV, 16-ounce can, and this is... It's a nice beer up front, but once you've swallowed and you've left it on your palate and you're listening to your two friends talk about beer, all of a sudden you're like, oh, man, this is giving me that great Cascadian dark ale taste on my tongue having finished it. And I don't know if you noticed, but I'm almost done with this beer. It is really good. Uh it's at a decent price point. I think it's twelve ninety nine for the four pack Tall Boys, but this is a decent black IPA. I'd even maybe say like it's more of a dark pale ale than an IPA. Um, but it's nice. It's it's good. It's good fall beer drinking. Um, it's been a minute since I've had a black IPA. Cascadian Dark Ale. <laughs> Tell me about the toastiness. Well, this one's got a little more roastiness than the toastiness. Um, mm. But that mm. roastiness mm. just goes... <clears throat> I said, tell me about the toastiness. I didn't say make me feel <laughs> bad about the roastiness. Uh, uh, somebody needs to write that down for the <laughs> episode title. Um died. Uh, That's too much to write down. Uh, oh yeah, the other thing I have written down for... Episode title is always write it down. So, uh, oh shit! We're, I wrote something down. I have uh, too I many note pages. But no, it's it's a really nice. Oh, I wrote an Invisible Woman Die Hard. <laughs> um, it's it's a good black IPA, and for the fact that you don't get it, and when you, I love this style. Nobody does it, and when you can find it and it's good, it's great. And when you find it and it's bad, it's heartbreaking because it just isn't made, and I hate that fact. I thought we did find it, and we did love it, and it's the old Rasputin. Yeah, it, yes, you're going to make your <laughs> it's own. Not, it's, don't even make your own. Just drink old Rasputin, yeah, old Rasputin. and you're fine. 
It says it's an imperial Russian ale, <laughs> Russian board, or, or Russian. It's California style, style Russian imperial, which means it's got a little more hoppy. California, uh, California. Wait, are you doing? Phantom oh, Planet, I you were guys. Doing the wizard. I thought you were OC. doing the wizard too, because that kid said California. And I say that to myself sometimes, and I did it with my son in the back seat. My son's like, "What'd you say? What'd you say? California? Why'd you say that?" And I'm like, "Oh, kid, it's a long story." <laughs> kid, your dad has some autistic tics. You said it comes from years of just being bullied and, and it's just being, and being a nerd, just being weird as hell. But it all really became focused when he was in a video game competition. And it, the finale was a game that had. But I knew how to get to, to the do. secret warps, and taught everybody of that generation how to get the magic whistle in Mario Brothers Three. But Chris, who can you believe? Can you believe that game was like not game? That movie was like paid for by Nintendo. Chris, who's mm, going whistle. next? <laughs> Oh, let me hit spin because it's done between Am you and me. Am I going again? <laughs> no, I took you off. And John, hey. oh, I'm going to earn. i to earn some. Goes points. next. Hey, how many points did I earn for get, getting that quiz done? <laughs> no points. That's no, what you no do. No points. That's just that's just what you're supposed to do for the show. You actually lost points because you did it during the show. <laughs> Still a good quiz. Uh, I was telling Paul off show. Uh, my title of of the qu- my my part of the quiz is called Sam I Am, and you two will have to guess whether or not Samwise Gamgee or Samantha Jones from Sex and the City said this quote. Okay, so is this Samwise Gamgee in the books? For the most or part, the it's, movies. Because in the books, he's he's pretty uh, rowdy. Well, then I'm going to say. To fool you, yes, it's from the books. Uh, but this was sent to us right after we said we were going to do a Tolkien trivia, which Paul will instantly forget and and only be remembered when we're doing the show. Uh, a buddy, I did a whole other a, trivia. A buddy of mine, tech. A buddy hey, of mine texted and time. said, "Hey, I want to be on your dumb podcast. I'll do a trivia about." Uh, who said this line, Samwise Gamgee or Samantha from Sex in the City? And then he sent a bunch of quotes to me. And I was like, what's really bizarre is I'm doing a Tolkien trivia for the next podcast. And he's like, well, you got to do it. So I'm doing it. So this is going to be, I'm going to read the question. And then you guys are going to buzz in by Chris. You're going to say Smeagol. And Paul, you're going to say Gollum. And whoever says it first... <laughs> Whoever says it, I first, like it. <laughs> listeners, we'll get, this is what we we'll do in answer. order to get you to be a listener. Uh, so, like, if I were to say potato, Gollum, Smeagol, yeah, that's Sam the Gams. All right. So, question one. I fucked a guy once because his family had a pool. <laughs> Gollum. <laughs> Paul. Sex in the city one. 
Oh, I really thought that was going to be Sam Gamgee. All right. Uh, all right. One okay, point. Okay. One point. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was caught off guard because I didn't expect it to be that blatant. That's why this is going to be fun. Uh. <laughs> Composing. Composing. I ain't been dropping no eaves, sir. Honest. Uh, it's a gal. Smeagles. That's Sam That's Sam Gams. All I know is we earned the explicit tag this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a place. What a horrible place. Just let me get out of this boat, and I'll never wet my toes and Gollum. puddle. You gotta wait till I finish oh. the question. You didn't say oh, that. Oh, you didn't say that. the rules. Oh, my I, goodness. I Different wrote rules. down all... Half a point. Half a point. Half a point gone. <laughs> <laughs> let alone a river... Gollum. That's Sam the Gamp. That is correct. I got a half point now. I was I was given Paul. That that one was all you because nipples are huge. Nipples are you huge. Had, right you now. had it. Open a magazine. Gollum. Sam. I don't remember. You say Smeagol. I say Gollum. Paul. <laughs> Sex is the city. I say Sam. Yeah. Samantha from Sex in the City. I don't know which one Samantha is. She's the sex crazed one. Hence. Aren't they all? The name of the show is Sex in the City. Hey. It's not the puritanical ones in New York. Sweetheart, you can't go listening to every fucking little voice that runs through your head. You'll go nuts. Smeagol. (laughs) Chris. Smeagol. That's sex in the city. Explicit tag. Just your de- just your <laughs> delivery of it. There's no hope in that. That's just becoming resigned to the fact that you're having sex in the city. <laughs> that had to be Samantha. That's a dramatic reading right there, John. You didn't even know it. It's like in all the great stories, Mr. Frodo. <laughs> the ones that really matter. Full of darkness and danger they were. Bilbo. (laughs) Spiegel. I said the wrong thing. You checked it wrong, bud. Oh my gosh. This one's a real head scratcher, but I'm going to guess it's Sam Gams. Sam Sam the Gams. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, it's sorry, sorry. Tell your friend it's so stupid, but it's so fun. It's the Sex in the City of questions. Hey, this love stuff is a motherfucker. Gollum, Paul, <laughs> Sex in the City. Yep. <laughs> What's really going to be sad is that I only get the Sex in the City once right, and Chris, you only get. The- Lord of the Rings once. I'm oh, actually yeah, I had to wipe the tears out of my eyes, too. All right. <coughs> Hello. My name is Fabulous. Gollum. <laughs> Six in the city. Uh, uh, Smeagol, that's actually from the director's cut. <laughs> 
This is a Silmarillion. <laughs> you you can't. You try to oh. read it. You just can't get through it. Mm. Mm. Okay. But in the end, it's only a passing thing. The shadow. Even darkness must pass. A new day will come. And when the sun shines, it will shine out the clearer. Gollum. Oh, that was Paul. I'm going to go with Lord of the Rings, Samwise Gamgee. All righty. Oh, I think my pen's running out of ink. Okay, last one, boys. That there's some good in this world, Mr. Frodo. And it's worth fighting for. (laughs) (laughs) Smeagol. I'm sorry, I I tried to buzz in before Paul just so I could try to... I mean, it's 50-50, right? Uh, oh God! I I don't know. Um, Lord of the Rings. Uh, who said it from Lord of the Rings? Sam the Game. That's right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure wow, that's that... from episode or uh, season four of Sex in the City, when Samantha is talking to uh, <laughs> a street performer. Um, ac- um, actually, that was from the movie that the they did. One? Like last year, yeah. Wait, did they do a third? Uh, the fact they've done multiple. I no, I think I've they've seen done the two first one because they brought everyone back, and then like we don't know if everyone's going to come back. And I was like, mm, we're getting paid for it. It's just like Sarah Jessica Parker doing um, Hocus mm-hmm. Pocus too. Let's- I'm excited for that. Don't don't bad battle with that one. I am. I, I'm not looking. For, I'm excited for it. I'm not looking forward to it. I can delineate oh, that. That's this. I don't. I don't know. Like, I love that original movie, and that's not even nostalgia. Like, that's just. It's a great Halloween movie. I. I don't know how good the, the sequel is going to be. So where where do the points stand right so now, Chris? John's John's still adding up the points. Like, it, it, there's so many points. There's it's so back and forth. He doesn't points. even know. Paul has six. Oh. I did start off with negative <laughs> one, though, so I'm at five. Uh, yeah, I'm glad that was enjoyable. I th- I knew I knew it was going to be so stupid, but it was a lot of fun. It was. <laughs> it was it was fun. It was stupid, but it was fun because it seems like one of those things. Because there was no like, oh, well, maybe it was literally just. Yeah, I fucked a guy right? on blow. Like, well. I tried Obviously, to find the Sam best Gamgee. quotes for her, like, too, that would just be complete opposite uh, of, uh, <laughs> of something said in Lord of the Rings. Well, I hope you guys have been paying attention to the points, because I haven't. And it's down to you two to decide a winner? Question mark? I don't know. All right. Because we're coming up to my I'm at five points. Now, That's all I know. <clears throat> John's got something in oh, six. No, no, I because think. I lost a point. I don't know. When did you lose a point? At the for not doing. You remember? You told oh, me you I lost a point. I just was busting his chops. It's fine, but guys, it doesn't matter anyways. It doesn't. <clears throat> it, we're just in this because it's fun to make up questions, um, guys. Lord of the Rings had such a huge collection of actors coming together to do the impossible. Um, some of them were household names, some of them not so much. 
they're all working actors, though. So some of them might have had stuff that you knew about. You might not have because, you know, they were putting in their hours. My quiz is called The Followed Shift of the Ringers. These questions are all going to be about the members of the Fellowship and what their next movie was following the Fellowship of the Ring. So this is actual movie. So there's not going to be any kind of TV shows, video games, music videos. This is the actual next movie that they came in coming out of Fellowship of the Ring. Again, they filmed all three of these movies back to back to back. So some stuff might have been off from when it came out versus when it was filmed. But this is the next movie that this member of the Fellowship in was in after Fellowship of the Ring. My question is, is this a buzz-in or do we get to steal when the other person gets it wrong? This is going to be back and forth. So the way it's going to go is I am going to read you... The, uh, not solicitation because comic book podcast, I go solicitations. I'm going to read you kind of like the plot buzz line of the movie. If you know who it was, whether you just say the character or the actor, you will get two points. If you don't get it, it will go to your opponent who will get a hint about something else that this actor has been in. And then they will get one point. Okay, okay. wow. <laughs> um, I set up my spinner to pick who will be going first. Again, these questions will be in no particular order. Um, I, I always win. The, the spinner spin. is spinning. It's, it's Paul. You oh. didn't win this time because John gets to go first. So me randomly picking. See, you think that I lost Chris, the, but actually I won because he's going to pass it to me. <laughs> and I'm going to get it. <laughs> So, this actor from Lord of the Rings, again, a member of the Fellowship. Of the Fellowship. Of the Fellowship. Of the Fellowship. So, these will be the main cast. Man. It's not going to be Elrond. John Reese Davies, I have no idea what A- Eowyn. Anything after the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Death and torment stalk these American students visiting the Carpathian Mountains. Homeland of Vlad Tepp's Dracula. Which actor? And if you can't remember the actor's name, you can say like, right. oh, "Can you read the this Can you person. read the question one more time?" Yeah, absolutely. Death and torment stalk three American students visiting the Carpathian Mountains, homeland of Vlad Tepp's Dracula. Hmm. No time limit, but you know. Yeah, this is tough. Realize, like, we try to keep these. No, I know, but I'm trying to think of a vampire movie that any of those characters were in. I just want to say, some of these might be easier than some of the other ones, just based on their their oeuvre. Mm -hmm. So you might know some of these, you might not some of the other ones because, again, looking into the some of them, I was like, "Oh, they did that movie." Uh, that that's why you get two points <laughs> if you get it, and then one if you don't. Because if you don't get this, Paul will get the hints, which will basically be a gimme. 
I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Frodo. Mm, yeah. Because I would have thought that too. He's an American actor and everybody else is English. So that is not correct. So we'll now go to Paul. Okay, I want a hint. Who will who will get the the solicitation again, comic book podcast. He will get the log line again. Plus a hint. So Death and Torment stalk these American students visiting the Carpathian Mountains, homeland of Vlad Tepp's Dracula. This actor was also in Indiana Jones oh, and the Last Crusade that and Sliders. John Reese Davis, aka Gimli. <laughs> yes, which is super weird that you <laughs> said that up at the beginning after I had already picked this because you're like, I don't know what else John Reese Davis has been in. Uh, he was he was in the movie Vlad. Mm. I'm Vlad. I got that answer right. <laughs> hey, hopefully you get this next one. Because in this movie, a young empath who feels experiences of another is dismissed as having an imaginary friend. Later, the two boys meet and have an adventure. Ooh. See, so I'm going to guess there's nobody else younger than Frodo. Uh, so I'm going to guess Frodo. That is incorrect. John, good luck, bud. John, going to you. A young empath who feels the experiences of another is dismissed as having an imaginary friend. The two boys meet. And then have an adventure. This actor has also been in GoldenEye and Game of Thrones. That'd be Sean Bean. It's Sean Ooh, Bean. That. Uh, this movie was called Tom and Tomas. <laughs> or Tom and Thomas. Don't know the uh, pronunciation of it. I was going to guess Sean Bean's next movie was going to be uh, National Treasure. Because, you know. That's all I know. Um, the thing for me is, like, when I was doing this, I was like, how have I never heard of this movie? Because you feel being in, like, that mm -hmm. pop culture is like, guys, like, we would know that Sean Bean was in a movie where he plays, like, an adult in this world where the kid's like, I'll have an imaginary friend. Uh, nope. I'm just experiencing something else that another boy is going through. It's a weird premise for and a Sean movie. Sean Bean dies in it. Someone's probably got to die in it. All right. Going back to John, though. Yep, we're all tied you know, up. Uh, 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 when the government captures their leader, uh, this team of heroes teams up with their arch enemy to stop him. <sighs> these are it. These aren't repeats of. Actors, right? So we're not going to have Sean. No, Bean once, once they're once done, I, they're they're yeah, out. Yeah. yeah, once I give you an actor, like it's they're they're done. Like the fellowship has been spent. Um, can you can you give it to me one more time? Yes. When the government captures their leader, this team of heroes teams up with their arch enemy to stop him. I'm going to say Mary. 
That is incorrect. So, Paul, it's going to go over to you. When the government captures their leader, this team of heroes teams up with their arch enemy to stop him. This actor was also an apt pupil in Beauty and the Beast. Oh, man. I actually don't know this. Beauty and the Beast. I don't know apt pupil. The, this, can I? Can Beauty I, and the Beast. This is the up, this is the updated yeah, right, right, right. remake of it from like 2019, 2018. Go ahead, John. Can I get a half a point? Yeah, can get, I get a half point? You can't get half a point, but you can point out to Paul that yeah, he didn't get it. Make me feel shame. X two, Paul. I, I will Mag- read the solicitation. Magneto. Oh, that's yeah. Okay, but Gandalf. Gandalf the Gray. But I don't. It was Gandalf. Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen. But... Again, when the government captures oh, their leader, the this team X2. of heroes. Okay, now I got you. The, the movie was X two because X two uh-huh. came out okay. after Fellowship of the Ring. Okay, but yeah, I got no points there. Okay, but that's okay because Paul, you get a chance to get I, another point. Two points here. Two points right now. A romantic comedy where a man meets the girl of his dreams until she forgets him the next day. Is that Elizabethan Town Orlando Bloom? It's Orlando Bloom, but it's it's Wimbledon, it's, isn't it? It's but it's Orlando Bloom. Oh. It is not. John, I will give this to you. A romantic comedy where a man meets the girl of his dreams until she forgets him the next day. This actor uh, was also in Goonies and Rudy. <laughs> it is going to be 51st State is the movie. <laughs> oh, Samwise. And that is my boy, Samwise Gamgee. <laughs> Hi. Sean Austin. I love. Yep. What Sean Austin thinks is that I love Fifty First States. Like it's my. Hey, not as much I, as I. That's I why I thought you were. It's my favorite <laughs> of the Ed Taylor movies. He became Hulk Hogan. <laughs> um, Nicely done. This is one of the one of the, if not the best, Adam Sandler movies. It is movies. the best. Um, Fifty First Days. Like it's the best. It, it could be. It could go so creepy, but it's not. And Sean Astin is like, mm-hmm. like the the steroid pumping brother wearing like a fishnet shirt. That was his next movie after Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah, he had to get buff for it because he didn't want people to think he was fat. <laughs> uh, the best thing ever is when Chris and I lived together. I think he came home, and I was watching like Fifty First Dates. And we made it. He made a big thing about it, and then he sat down and watched it with me. And then, like two weeks later, he got sent away for training, <laughs> and then sent me a picture of his TV. And Fifty First States was on. He was like, "I don't know, it's a good movie." <laughs> and then I love that movie now. And then, like a couple, like a couple weeks later, I was somewhere and it was playing, and I'd send him a picture of it, and we would just like every once in a while just be like, "Oh yeah, Fifty First States." Ken and I watched it while she was uh, at Alfred, and they played it like on like inside in the field. So it was like uh, on the projector, like in the football field. Like they just, you know, that was the like campus. That's movie. so. It's such a weird. Yeah, it was. Pick. 
but it was like a brand new movie, like pretty much, you know, fairly new. Um, so that's the first time I saw it with, with Kate. And that's one of the reasons why that version of, um, somewhere over the rainbow was played at our wedding. Israel, uh, Israel, and I don't remember his last name, but the Hawaiian, like, ukulele player and singer. Yeah, 50, 50 First Dates is from 2004. Mm-hmm. John, coming back to you. You ready? ready? All right, so this movie, A Cowboy and His Horse. Travel the Middle East in a deadly cross-country race. Uh, that will be Vigo Mortensen with uh, uh, Hidalgo. Hidalgo. Nicely done, John. You get you get two points. I, I would give you an extra point if I could for actor and movie. I won't. Um, Nicely done. It's not in the rules. <laughs> Sorry, but... Um, my mom was so excited for this movie because she loved Viggo Mortensen and Aragorn coming out of the Lord of the Rings movies. Um, but yeah, again, coming out long after we had the end of Lord of the Rings. But again, these movies took so long to make. These actors did other stuff like. The turnaround is so weird because some of the movies that came out might have been filmed before Lord of the Rings and came out after, or might have been filmed after Lord of the Rings, but then came out quick afterwards because they wanted to capture. Chris, you could say that the filming of Lord of the Rings took 438 days. You could say that. You you could. You could. I wouldn't, (laughs) but you could. And, Paul, you know what else you could say? A question. Maybe the next actor coming out from the next one. Because in this one, the story of a martial arts club who create their own infrastructure after tiring of the government. The story of a martial arts club that... Who sets up their own infrastructure after tiring of the government. This is a weird I'm one. i go with this, hip-hip. Paul. Oh. Just because he's on the board. That is incorrect. John, coming back to you. Do you want me to read the logline again? No, just give me the hint. Uh, This actor was also in the TV show Lost and the movie I Sell the Dead. Uh, That would be Mary. Yeah, Dominic Monaghan. In the in the movie The Purifiers, which I never heard of until I researched this, and this is one of those things where they probably did it long before. Again, Martial Arts Club sets up their own infrastructure after being tired of the government. Weird. Cuckoo cool. Fucking weird. Cuckoo cool. John. Coming up to you. Sorry, I have to turn the page for this one. During the Napoleonic Wars, a British captain pursues... This is Master and Commander. And his crew uh, pursue a French vessel. (laughs) It is Pippin in Master and Commander. A movie that I just realized when I was researching this. That was really good. 
I had everybody never was seen. pissed that it never got a sequel because it's based off of a book series. So they did the first book, and everyone's like, "Yeah, that was great. Let's get the next one." And they never made it. Russell Crowe was the captain in that. He was Paul. Oh, I back need to, to catch you. up here. I'm far and behind. You, you could. You can do it still. Don't lose hope. After losing their helicopter, a group of U.S. soldiers finds themselves outgunned and outnumbered. U.S. soldiers outgunned, outnumbered. So the only people are, that I have left are uh, Orlando Bloom, Marion. How many people do we have left? I'm going to go with like Orlando Correct, because the movie's Black Hawk Down. Yes, John, thank you for knowing that movie. I did not realize Eric it was in Black Hawk Down, like, even though I saw that movie. tons of actors in it. Mm-hmm. That's a lucky, lucky guess, Paul. Paul gets the points for that, that one. No, that was strategic. Well, c- uh, c- considering that Marion's already been picked, <laughs> it, was, it wasn't right, though. So Marion's still on the board. And I no, picked Frodo's the, wrong the one. only one left. It on was Marion or Pippin. Frodo's the, Frodo. Frodo's the only Marianne one left on the board right now. No, Marion's still on. No, Marion was in the movie that was the with the kung fu guys that got sick of the government. No, that's no Pippin, Pippin was in Master and Commander. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so going to John now. Set in the 1980s, two Irish American brothers become wrapped up mm. in a conflict with the Irish mom. Was Paul right? Has Marion not been... I think it would be Frodo, Elijah Wood. (laughs) It Uh, is Elijah Wood in Ash Wednesday. So, John wins this one. Quite handily. Do I have... Quite handily. I don't have nine points, right? It's... You have nine Uh, points to Paul's That's my two and a half. I think I won this trivia, boys. This is my first one I've won. (laughs) Yeah, you did. Probably. I I had eight points total. I was was not tracking anything, so I don't know. Chris, you had two for mine. Guys, the the actors in the Fellowship made a lot of shitty movies. I was coming into your round, Chris, oh, the faculty. The faculty has to be Elijah Wood's next movie, right? Like, I just need to pay attention to that. I can't believe I didn't get Gandalf for... The X Men title. That's what you said, superheroes, and I'm like, man, what superhero movie was uh, Elijah Wood in? I. So I try. I some of them were a lot more on the nose because you didn't want to say like this super team of yeah. mutants. But you know, I, yeah, some I of them totally were getting, forgot about like, Gandalf. It happens. Mm-hmm. But I I didn't, and I saw the movie. I didn't even know. Orlando Bloom was in Black Hawk. Down, I was thinking but... Elizabeth Town was was his next movie. Elizabeth Town. But guys, that I I, I remember the name it. of the movie. I don't think I ever saw Elizabeth Town and Wimbledon. All right. I feel like one had the guy that played Vision, one had Orlando Bloom, but they both had uh, Mary Jane Watson from the original. Yeah. I 
cannot dispute you on that. And also, there's uh, she was was she in a like the thing of the spotless no, mind? That was what's her name from uh, Titanic? Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. Yes. Kate Winslet. I was going to say, what's her name from Titanic? Because as soon as you said that, I was like, oh yeah, I can see her. But guys, that was our token trivia. I really like setting limits for what we're going to talk about. Yeah. I think it's a it's a fun box to play in. If you remember what, what the, the bot is. What the box is? Yeah, it would be great. <laughs> guys, I had a whole thing. Um, it's long runs. Save save it for next time. So Paul, maybe, Elizabethan maybe Town we'll is Orlando Listeners. Bloom and Kristen Dunst. Yeah. Mm, you don't Zero get points, points for that. <laughs> We're all dumber for having to Did listen to Did we stump me. you on any of our questions? Do you have it, any questions you want to submit? Tiebreaker. Uh, There's no ties. Wimble, Wimbledon is uh, Kristen Dunst and Paul Bettany. <laughs> with with, with John Favreau, which Things is probably why it. he cast Paul Bettany as uh, Jarvis. Hmm. Hmm. Probably. He didn't do that movie, though. Yeah, John he did Favreau. Iron Man. No, he did. He did. He did. Yeah, he did do Iron yeah, Man. The first one. For some reason, I jumped ahead to um, Civil War because that's where Vision really took root in my mind. Yeah, Age of Ultron. Anyways. This is really out of it. Yeah. Hey man, I'm it's time to close this episode. That's all I know. I'm trying to wrap Emails. it up. Did we stump you? Let us know how you Instagram. did. Emails. Bangbarcast at gmail.com. I was gonna say Comments. nobody got that nipples. John's shaking his head. Nobody John. out there got that nipples question right. <laughs> you could have gotten the nipple question right. Let us know if you did. Like and subscribe. <laughs> Should have liked and subscribed. That's the thing from something else. So it's not my oh. original thing. <laughs>